my name is Mason and this is Mace on Movies, episode 18 of my journey through Ghibli uh, as I work through the Studio Ghibli film collection uh, that is on HBO Max, going through them in chronological order. Uh, the 18th film in this collection is From Up on Poppy Hill, uh, or if you are reading it in Japanese, it would be Kokuriko Zaka Kara, which means From Poppy Hill. Uh, in Japanese. So direct translation of the English uh, from the Japanese. Uh, and this film follows a girl named Umi. And uh, she's a high school student whose family, um, or she's the daughter of a family that runs a boarding house or lodging house. Um, and she comes across the path of a boy named Shun, uh, who is the school newspaper president at their high school. Uh, they take an interest in each other, uh, and it centers around um, this club or this clubhouse at their high school, uh, which is used by the boys for a lot of different club activities. Uh, this clubhouse is meant to be demolished um, by the board of directors for that school uh, where they're going to build a new building. So they are trying to stop the demolition of the boarding house um, while these two people are also gaining interest in one another. Uh, so it follows that journey. Um, and it is a, the second film to be directed by Goro Miyazaki, who is the oldest son uh, of Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, his previous film effort was Tales from Earthsea, which as I mentioned, um, and as many reviewers have mentioned in the past, is not the best Studio Ghibli film. It was not well received. Um, even, you know, Hayao Miyazaki Goro's father said it was kind of an immature film. Um, he hadn't really seen his son develop into a man, um, or, you know, a more mature filmmaker. So pretty rough, uh, journey for Goro Miyazaki. Um, so it was great to see this film be released and have a much better reception. And I also felt that this was a much stronger film, a much more pleasant film, enjoyable film. It's very sweet. It's got a great story. There's a lot of great humor in it um, as it pokes fun at bureaucracy and government and debates, pokes fun even within the clubhouse. It pokes fun at philosophy um, and astronomy um, and things like that. So all of the different um, you know, personalities that go along with those studies like philosophy and astronomy and astrology. And um, it's really just a very sweet, very enjoyable film. Uh, the awkwardness that you get between teenage boys and teenage girls. Um, I also love the music that is in this film. Um, I thought that with this film and um, with some other films like... Um, um, you know, the, the secret world of Arietti, I believe was the title. Um, just, it's great to see different styles of music within Studio Ghibli films. Um, so I really enjoyed the style of music that was in here. It's very fun. It's very playful. It's a little bit jazzy. Um, and so it's great to hear a different style of score for this film. And, um, I just think it was much more solid, all the way through as an effort from Goro Miyazaki. And unfortunately, I know that later on, uh, he's responsible for directing the most recent Studio Ghibli film, which is their first um, computer animated or first um, kind of 3D computer animated film um, that was not well received. 
um, in terms of its animation style and things like that. So he, it seems like he's got a bit of an up and down journey, but it's great to see this film come out as a win um, for this director. And I think that all of the characters in this film, you know, some of the problems that I've had with Studio Ghibli films in the past that are not fantastical, that are more kind of real life based, like ocean waves and, and things like that, is that I've sometimes found the lead characters to be unlikable or selfish. And you really don't see that between um, Umi and Shun in this film. They both seem like genuinely good-hearted individuals who are interested in one another. There, you know, there is drama, there is conflict, um, there is a journey for these characters in the film that is not always easy, um, and there is offense, and there, there, there are things like that. But throughout the whole film, both of these characters remain incredibly likable. You're rooting for them. You want them to succeed. You want them to succeed in their mission to defend this clubhouse. And you want them to succeed in their relationship. And there is some great developments within that relationship and their pasts and their families that I think is really fun to discover throughout the film. And um, other, other aspects of this film is that it's not set in the modern day. It's actually set post-Korean War, post-World War II, before the Tokyo Olympics um, in the 60s. So it's, it's set in a different time. But a lot of that stuff, I think maybe, you know, the political elements of that time are present um, in the way that they deal with, um, you know, defending the clubhouse um, and the debate process of that and the bureaucracy of it. And a lot of some of the themes of this film are the way that Japan is in a place where it's trying to modernize, but they don't want to lose the culture that is so precious to them. And I think that this film does a really good job of presenting how they don't want to throw away their culture for the sake of progress. Um, and so I, I think that this film does a great job of representing where Japan was at at that time, where they're developing for the Olympics and they're trying to progress, but you're trying to preserve all of the things that make your country what it is. You're preserving cultural landmarks. You're preserving the things that are important to you. And so I love that within this story, within this school, as they're trying to preserve this clubhouse that has such a history, such a rich history, and how do we... How do we renew? How do we renovate? How do we modernize but keep what's precious to us? And I think that that is a journey that, you know, from the outside looking in, from, from, from a gaijin looking in, um, I think that Japan is still in that process where they continue to modernize, they continue to build, um, they continue to advance as a society, they, can, they continue to connect more globally and become more connected to various countries around the world. And they're trying to bring in international people and create jobs for international people and all of that. But they're also wanting to retain their identity. They're trying to protect nature, protect their culture. And so I think all of those things that are precious to Japan, to Japanese people, um, to their society, I think this film does a great job of, of explaining that, representing that. And so I thought that it was just really 
really enjoyable. It doesn't hit you over the head with it. It's not super heavy handed, but it presents all of these things in, in a really humorous and lighthearted and fun and adventurous way. And so that's what I really appreciated about this film. Um, so I would definitely encourage like it is it's not a long film. It's maybe like an hour and 40 minutes, um, but it goes by really quickly. You get caught up in the journey. And I think that it's just uh, it's a lot of fun all the way through. So it's one that I've enjoyed more uh, when it comes to kind of real world, realistic stories. Um, you know, this is based on a shoujo um, manga, which shoujo is like young girls, basically. So it's like a young girls romance or young girls interest manga that this is based on. And that doesn't always resonate with me. Um, but I felt like this story has a lot that whether you're a you know, boy or girl, male or female, uh, wherever you identify, um, I think that this has a lot to offer everyone. So I definitely encourage you guys to check this one out. Um, give it, it, I think it's worth checking out. It's just great to see a slice of Japanese life in that time period. So, and just to get a, a, a greater glimpse into high school life um, and things like that. So really cool. Um, you know, definitely, like I said, check it out. I do want to mention before I wrap up my review, uh, mention the voice cast. So, uh, we've got Masami Nagasawa, who does the voice of Umi Matsuzaki, uh, who's the main character of this film. Um, there's also a younger version of Umi who's voiced by Aoi Watanabe, um, in the, uh, in the film. And then in the English version, um, Sarah Bolger, uh, or Bolger, um, does the voice for both the adult or the high school and younger aged uh, Umi. And then uh, we've got Junichi Okada doing the voice of Shun Kazama. And uh, the late Anton Yelchin does his voice uh, in the English language version. So that could be, if you're a fan of Anton Yelchin and his work before he passed away, uh, this could be a great opportunity. Maybe it's something he's done that you haven't checked out before. Uh, so you can check out the English dub and hear his voice work in this. Uh, we've also got Keiko Takeshita as Hana Matsuzaki, who is Umi's uh, grandmother and owner of the boarding house. Uh, we've got Jun Fubuki as Ryoko Matsuzaki, uh, and she is Umi's mother, um, who is not present in a lot of the film. She's uh, studying in the United States. Um, and then in the English version, voiced by Jamie Lee Curtis, which is great. So if you're a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, you can check that out. We've got Yuriko Ishida as Miki Hokuto, uh, who's a doctor in training, and she's staying at the boarding house. And she's voiced by Jillian Anderson in the English version. So uh, Jillian Anderson also did some voice work for Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke sorry. Um, so it's great to see her continuing to do voice work with Ghibli. Um, and then we've got... Uh, Nao Omori as Akio Kazama, who is Shun's father in this film, voiced by Chris Noth in the English language version. And that kind of rounds out the main cast of the film. So just wanted to highlight the voice actors lending their work here and wrap it up by saying, check it out. Uh, really enjoyed it. It's a great, easy watch. So if you're interested in Ghibli, and you've seen some of their bigger works. This is a smaller, lesser-known film in their catalog that I think is, is worth some attention. So check it out. And uh, if you have seen it, you can let me know what you thought about it. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Mason Movies, so you can find me there, chat with me there. 
about this and other Ghibli films, would be happy to discuss them with you. Um, but if you've enjoyed this review, if you're enjoying the podcast, check out the rest of the series, check out other reviews that I'm doing uh, and things like that. That would all be wonderful. Leave a rating, leave a comment, share it with your friends. That would all be fantastic. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope that you are taking care of yourself. I hope that you will be well uh, wherever you are. Um, and let's remember to be kind to one another. Thanks, everybody.